Welcome to Rollmates, the podcast where I teach my wife and you about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Greg. And I'm Allie. Welcome to our very first ever episode. Number one. Number one. This is awesome. This is so cool. So in this episode, we are just going to kind of talk about what you can expect from this podcast series, um, some trigger warnings maybe of like what we're going to talk about, what we might mention, what we're interested in, like what we're excited to talk about together, um, and like maybe our history a little bit with D&D, like why we like it and why we decided to start this podcast, right? Oh, so this is like um, session zero. For real. What is that? Well, you have the DM. Right. And the players. Dungeon Master. Yeah, DM for Dungeon Master. And they, I mean, you could just pick up the books and, you know, make your characters and all that stuff and get started. But over time, it's become a practice to run a session zero which may or may not have actual play involved. Um, It's when the dungeon master and the players get together, and it's where the dungeon master basically sets the tone for the campaign he he or she or they Mm -hmm. are going to run. Cool. So Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Yeah, Set the tone. (laughs) Um, And that's important because it... It makes it clear what everyone's getting into. Yeah. And a lot of the things that you listed are things that they go over because not everyone gets into D&D for the same reasons. Yeah. That's so cool. So it's kind of like like maybe if somebody is new to D&D, they go, like the session zero is a good chance for them to like ask questions and like figure out exactly what they need to know in order to play and like actually have a good time and be like successful at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the And a, a good party and a good DM help the, the new players mm-hmm. as they go because mm-hmm. it, is, it is easier to get into the game or learn the game while you're playing Mm -hmm. instead of just getting bombarded with all this information. Um, But everyone, when they approach session zero, whether they're new players or experienced players, they're all on the same playing field coming in because they don't really know what the campaign is about mm-hmm. they don't know what kind of um adventure they're gonna have mm-hmm. they don't know the dm style of course if they've played with the dm before then they they might be familiar but you never know if the dm wants to change things up yeah and stuff like that and so that's the dm's chance to let them know all that information so um typically uh, everyone gets together it's not just about the game itself but that's where they decide you know logistics how often they're going to meet who's going to bring food um, (laughs) who's going to host 
or if they're going to meet like at a game shop yeah. or something like that. Um, they discuss trigger warnings because, mm -hmm. you know, some DMs might have children die in their game and, you know, some people are just not into that. Yeah. Some DMs, they, um, they, they could be visceral descriptions mm. of violence nasty stuff something. yeah na yeah nasty stuff <laughs> as you'd say um i don't like nasty stuff <laughs> yeah and and all that that falls under the sun um of course there are uh, i would say most dnd players and dms don't want to take their games to the extreme yeah. in terms of of content but there you know there are some there are some who do that and it's best to just make that known first let's let's just talk about like what to expect what are we going to talk about what is what is what can people expect from from this series so we decided you and I um in the car the other day, you were we we just happened to, to devolve into this conversation about Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know as we do, yeah, and we do frequently. Like I don't know what started it this time, but uh, I think it was um, we were talking about charisma, yeah, intelligence, charisma, and yeah. wisdom. Yeah, we were like listening to a whole different podcast. And we started talking about that, mm -hmm. and it was like this thirty minute long conversation where you were explaining to me like the mechanics of the game which I find really fun. Like, I like learning from you about the game. I don't really like playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's just not for me. It's not my it's not my bag. But I think on, like, an intellectual level of, like, talking about the way the game works and the way that you can think about the different components, I find really interesting. Um, and so we were like, which I feel like a lot of people, that's how a podcast gets started, right? People are having a conversation. They're like, oh, I bet other people would find this interesting. So I thought it would be really cool. Well, we thought it would be really cool, but I was like, we should record this and like put it out there because I'm sure there are other people who are interested in this facet of the game, right? But also maybe beginners. Like I still think of myself as a beginner because I haven't, I've played what, twice with you? Yes. On two different occasions and they were basically one shots. Well, the, fir the first time you... Uh made it to the character creation yeah and then, and then i don't know i got frustrated or bored or i don't know i think frustrated yeah <laughs> um but yeah we thought there would be other people who would be interested in learning from somebody like you who you are an experienced dungeon how many times do you think you've dm'd games mm. how many sessions under your belt a lot oh yeah yeah, a lot. A lot. So I mean, because <laughs> you play with you would play with friends yeah. since you were in like high school, yeah. right? You would play with friends. Um, so I, I would say fifteen years you've been playing on and off. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, fifty. Fifty games, fifty sessions, yeah, and then you teach Dungeons and Dragons to a degree. So explain what what how that works and and how you got into that. Yeah. So. Um, my uh, my experience with D and D didn't even start with D and D. It was uh, a Star Wars version of a twenty sided dice game, mm -hmm. and um, 
basically my friends pitched it as uh D, but star wars and and that's basically what it was you had the classes and the races of course star wars has you know trillions more races but <laughs> um but yeah that's what that's what got me in we played two separate campaigns one of them we were all um paranoid about each other which is the worst thing a party can, can be <laughs> like paranoid like how, like you mistrusted yeah our, ca- our characters all had secret pasts oh, and no. you know we were you we just didn't trust each other um unless like you know two of the party members knew each other and stuff and i mean we we came together throughout the course mm-hmm. of the campaign and and stuff like that but um it did kind of ended with frustrations mm-hmm. um and then the second time it was a sith campaign so of course we're backstabbing each other and writing like you know secret messages <laughs> to the dm and oh my gosh. um yeah full disclosure yeah. that's typically not the way that you're supposed to play D&D. You're supposed to play in a collaborative yes. way and with other people. Yes, typically. And that's where a session zero is very important. Yeah. Um, like no, one, no one is trying to win <laughs> here. You're not trying to win over yeah, the other people. Yeah. You're just trying to get through, solve problems, get loot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then so from there, um, I discovered a Game of Thrones um rpg role-playing game and um i ran that um for a time and i mean it was just a problem with i mean this is pre-covid but um us as a group were spread out across the Mm -hmm. united states so the yeah these were like your college friends yeah yeah the the technological infrastructure wasn't really there so it kind of fell apart but then i really started dming was at the school and um my friend over there he wanted to start the like a dnd club at the school and now it's become so you're you're a teacher for Yes. I don't think we said that. You teach, yeah. uh, you co-teach. At the time, was it fifth grade or was it was it fourth grade then? Yeah, too? at the time it was fourth grade. Okay. Yeah, and um, so one of your other teacher friends. Yeah, he he was in the upper, uh, the upper grades, and um, so he, I, and another we started the D and D club, mm-hmm. and then another teacher joined on, and uh, some upper school kids joined on, and. <laughs> that, it was like wildly successful yeah it, it was and they it, it was successful in some ways and crazy in others <laughs> um it was successful in that it generated a lot of interest amongst the kids mm-hmm. um it it changed the kids because of course with um dungeons and dragons you know, it's a nerdy games for nerdy people and, <laughs> and not just nerdy people. I mean, it's um, it's a game for everyone. Yeah. If if they know what they're getting into, mm-hmm. because like I said, people approach the game for different reasons. And at the end of the day, it's a game. People yeah. like games. Um, but it's a very immersive game. I feel like yeah. I feel like one of the things about like if you look at someone and say, oh, like they're a nerd. 
typically that's a person who has become very passionate uh, about a specific thing, right? right? And usually it's like pop culture, media sort of stuff. That's what we think of, like a Star Wars nerd, or Harry Potter nerd, or whatever. But I feel like I feel like D and D is is good for that nerdy type of person because they understand what it means to like completely immerse yourself in all of the details um right um and i mean there's well you know nerds come in all call come in all shapes and sizes but even as like pop culture nerds um they can fall under a whole umbrella of course and D is the fantasy genre which yeah. is arguably yeah i'd argue that the most popular genres tend to be um you know particular order fantasy romance um horror and crime or mystery Mm -hmm. um and i think because they have tropes that everyone is familiar with yeah you know everyone is familiar with the boogeyman you know or vampires Mm -hmm. for better or for worse um but everyone's familiar with dungeons and Mm -hmm. dragons (laughs) um but what's cool about D too is like you could take all those things that you just said and put them in a D &D campaign like you can have you you have horror D &D campaigns you have um what was the other stuff you said? No, <laughs> I just remember you, thinking, like you have like mysteries yeah, in the game. Yeah. Like you could run a game of intrigue mm-hmm. or um, uh, crime. That was the other yeah, one you said. Yeah, like, with like crime. Like you could have an urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have hot, like high fantasy or epic fantasy, mm-hmm. where it's you know like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, but like to the nth degree. Yeah, you know, for super nerds, <laughs> you know. But I mean. The the great thing with D&D is it attracts all these people who their approach to fantasy and role play come from many different angles. Mm-hmm. It allows for many different ways of expressing oneself. And so for the kids, this was a great outlet for them to, you know, like pursue that expression. Mm-hmm. But even through that pursuit, them becoming more assertive mm-hmm. and more like confident, more confident, more um, you know, not a, not afraid to just be themselves, yeah. kind of thing. Because when we all sit down at a table, you know, like you said, it's it's not a competitive mm. thing. If that that is one thing about D anD D is if you're coming at it from a competitive angle, yeah, you're gonna ruin it for everybody and yeah, yourself. And you, yeah, exactly. And and that's the most important thing. It, you well, not the most important. <laughs> Ruining it for everyone is the most important. But you you will ruin it for yourself because you are creating unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And school is so competitive yeah. these days as it is. I'm sure it was nice for them at the end of the day to sit down and do something like completely creative where, you know, there are rules, but it's not as um, a rigid sort of game as like sports. Like if you go after school and play sports, you're like going to a drill sergeant basically <laughs> and getting tortured. Yeah, yeah. So like sitting down and playing a game where there are rules, but like you can kind of do whatever you want. 
like that must be super freeing for yeah for those kids yeah and um and it's interesting because there are rules but uh as the books continue to to state like it's not they're not set in stone yeah it's the the dm can take the rules use put insert their own creative freedom if they decide a rule isn't working for either their style or for the game or if they're you know running a pre-made campaign module and they decide that you know a section or a story point of the campaign isn't really working they don't have to run it as is yeah um and yeah that's that is very that is very freeing, but it also sets up an interesting social dynamic because, you know, you you come into the game and you have like many different kinds of players mm-hmm. where you have some players who are really shy and don't, they don't want to step on people's toes. They mm. don't want to look like they don't know you know what they're doing they they don't want like afraid of role-playing yeah they might be afraid of looking silly yeah looking silly um and then you'll have the you'll have other players who are like you know they they want to be the star of the show or be the leader of the party or they they want to show off that their character is so powerful in combat because you know on paper they, I mean, we have adult us. friends who do yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, and there are merits, but it's like in, you know, in acting where, uh, by the way, well, I want to just say this podcast isn't just for people who want to play D&D, but it's for people who want to get better at improv mm-hmm. or who want to design their own games or you know game theory uh social like people who want to see social dynamics of um in some ways groups of strangers or groups of friends but how the role playing changes that you know because what what you are in real life might be different in the game especially if you're playing um and you have those people too who want to come in and just play a character completely different from the yeah you know um yeah we're gonna talk about all of those things um we haven't really talked fully about like the format of the show but basically um i have a whole list of questions um about specific facets of the game or general facets of the game and every episode i'm just gonna start by asking greg a question like um what are things people should know about role-playing or like dispelling that fear that like discomfort with role-playing and like what makes a good dm versus a bad dm and you know maybe um i know in at least one of the games that i played with you we kind of had a moment where you set up an environment and we just were kind of like okay i guess (laughs) we'll just sit down (laughs) like like how do you get past those moments where your players are just don't know just don't know at all what to do you know like there's so many um i feel like concepts and things to talk about that um we talk about on our own and we end up talking about like going into all of these these kind of 
psychological, philosophical, like just talking about how how people play, like how people play games, how mm-hmm. people think about problem solving, like all of these deeper kind of concepts. But yeah, I'm really interested in learning about all of those sublevel things. Um, I'm really interested in sociology and psychology and like how why people are the way that they are and why different people approach different things the way that they do like I think it would be so cool to have a study of like what can you learn from someone based on the way that they play Dungeons and Dragons like what can you learn about somebody's inner self based on you know the class they pick the race they pick the the attributes they choose how they move through the game like how they collaborate with other people how how can all of that information because you have to you have to think that it's uh, informative in some way so it's almost like a giant ink blot test you know like what do they see when they look into this world of possibility and they can reinvent themselves however they want so yeah i'm interested in all of that sort of stuff what what kind of stuff because i feel like even though you know a lot about the game in our conversations that we've had in the past I feel like you kind of dig up concepts or ideas that you'd never really thought of before prior to like talking it through. So what kind of things are you interested in like really digging deeper into and learning more about? Um, I... <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> um, well, I, I like exploring the... Uh the connections between uh, like world building and how players process and interact with the dungeon master's world building. and in some ways the player's own world building because they're they're also cre- creating not only the story but they're creating their own character and yeah. even if they just create a like a, a bare bones character um that has no backstory over time that backstory could develop through the course of the game yeah um or some some players might come in with a heavy heavy backstory which <clears throat> uh, both have their merits <laughs> and both have their drawbacks um but that uh where they thought their character was gonna go might not be where they end up yeah and i'm 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 really interested in the aspects of of world building um you know as a creative person like that's that's what i like that's why i i dm more than i play and um even though i i love plain mm-hmm. i think um because then i can be i can be creative in my problem solving mm. um this is creative creativity in a different way i think yeah exactly like uh on on the dm side it's like you know how can you be creative at creating problems yeah. <laughs> and the player is like well how can you be creating at solving problems yeah and <laughs> um so i like I, I do like the creative side of D&D, but I also like um, the the psychological side in the sense of how can I how can I challenge players, you know, or how can I challenge um, other people's perceptions mm-hmm. of 
um, of the game or of what they know. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you are playing a story and it can be as simple or as complex. But to get players to keep coming back, you want to hit the um, the hallmarks of, of great stories. You know, yeah. you want it to be surprising. You want it to have some kind of message or you know, moral argument or, or something, you want to put those, um, those players into the shoes of, you know, the ones who have to make the decisions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so that's, that's always a fascinating thing. And so when you get to know your players over time, mm-hmm. then you know what buttons to push and, <laughs> and how to challenge them. Um, but I'm, I'm also very curious about the uh like you the mechanical interactions mm, that, yeah. with the flavor of the game mm-hmm. um and how the mechanics and the story interweave so you know like you have your um you know charisma score but what does that mean for your character yeah you know what does that signify or not signify yeah um you have you know hit points and i know this to some of you this might be gop of the good <laughs> but you, you have hit points and um what do those hit points actually represent mm-hmm. kind of thing because people have their conceptions from video games as mm-hmm. to what hit points are um and the 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 difference between like D and a, a video game is you know theater of the mind yeah and wrapping your head around a conceptual thing versus uh watching it unfold on screen Mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of like all the things you're talking about it's like all of these specific rules of like this means that it doesn't mean that or like you know if you decide to be this class or this race like these are your limitations on your character like you have certain limitations you have certain like skills or bonuses or whatever there's a shape that you're in and you can play within that shape and it's really interesting to me how that shape how you can be flexible i guess with that shape like they say you need to know you need to know the rules before you can break them right you need to master those before you can break them um and so i think with D, it's really interesting how all of these designed pieces come together like you know how you use dice and what that means for what you can and cannot do in a game if you roll a one you're very now limited in what you can and can't do next um but you can be super creative about what happens next you know what i mean or the dm can at least like be creative about like i've seen you um take pity on people that roll really low and they're like okay i'm not gonna have this thing kill the entire party because reasonably that's what would happen so i'm going to be creative and try and figure out a way for them to get out of this even though by the rules of the game they should all be dead (laughs) like that's really fascinating to me yeah and i mean but that and yeah wizards of the coast which um they published dungeon dragons Mm -hmm. and magic the gathering they they really make an effort to say you know 
these are not rules that are set in stone. They are more guidelines. Yeah. Um, because you don't have to if if the party if the player rolls a one, you don't have to make up a catastrophic failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you could make a f- you can make a failure that could p- potentially lead to another success. Mm. You know, um, or if they roll a twenty. Yes, by the definition of the rules, they should be successful, but that doesn't mean um, they win the entire encounter. Yeah, or... or or they completely succeed whatever it is they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's um, it there there is a spectrum of success to fail because life isn't just oh yeah i you know completely succeeded in starting up my business and it's doing really well (laughs) no there's a level of yeah exactly so um it it is very interpretive yeah on both sides yeah so before we wrap up we'll briefly touch on trigger warnings we will probably curse but what we'll do maybe is put advisory warnings at the beginning of each episode that there's strong language in that episode. Um, just in case we have young folk who would like to listen, um, we'll have that advisory up there. Um, I don't think we're going to get into anything like uh, sensitive subject matter or, you know, yeah, intense thing. I mean, if we if we do for for some reason, we will put an advisory warning at the beginning of the episode and in the episode description. Um, but I think at the at the most, what you can expect is some 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 cuss words, and we'll. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think we'll get too deep into the sensitive, Mm-mm. really sen- if only only if there's some education involved yeah. if you know because because we might have an episode about should you or should you not have really sensitive material in your campaign or right right like if um because this is educational and and this is a conversation and and these do crop up at tables and some tables struggle Mm -hmm. with these things and it's because you know a player or a dungeon master might try to be edgy or something like that and they might not know how to because it's very easy to write this stuff down Mm -hmm. and plan it out but as i've discovered over the years things do not go as planned yeah um and it could make or break a table um so i i so it you know sensitive subjects will be addressed but i don't i don't think we you know need to get into we're not gonna be yeah we're not gonna beat it over the head and we'll make sure to let you guys know what's coming and when um so yeah i think that kind of wraps up our session zero i feel prepared do you feel prepared yeah (laughs) (laughs) good cool Alrighty. so we'll cap things off there and We'll see you in the next session. Yes. Session one. Session one. Where we actually play. No, no, no. We're not going to play. Oh, we're not playing this podcast.
No, we're not playing. No, no, we're not playing in this podcast. We're not playing. That's what you can expect. Yeah. No, no actual playing. Just lots and lots of talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>